It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Faster my crazy day, my pack commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. This Victory Monday edition of Locked On Packers is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. And before we get into the 27-24 win the Packers had Sunday afternoon over the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime. I want to remind you about the Pro Football Focus giveaway that we are doing. All you have to do to enter is go to iTunes, leave a review, and put your Twitter handle in the review. We're giving away a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. You'll get NFL player grades, snap counts, position ranks, fantasy projections, all sorts of tools that you can use. And remember, for more especially the scouting information for fantasy purposes can be so helpful to you setting your lineup. Jeff Radcliffe from Pro Football Focus is going to be on Locked On Fantasy every Thursday. And Mike Renner is going to be joining Locked On NBA every Wednesday. Again, all you have to do is go to iTunes, leave a review of this podcast, and put your name with your Twitter handle in it. And once a week, we're going to pick someone at random to win a Pro Football Edge subscription. It is Victory Monday. The Packers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 27-24 in overtime on Sunday afternoon in front of Tony Romo, hometown boy. It was not the most inspiring performance in the first half. That is true. The Packers were down early. They were down often. But they came back. Now remember, in this game, Jordy Nelson did come back. Ahmad Brooks came back. And Brian Bulaga came back. But the Packers were still without David Bakhtiari, Randall Cobb. Mike Daniels, Nick Perry, Devon House, Kentrell Bryce, a host of key contributors, including their best two defensive players and their best offensive lineman, who also happens to be one of the best offensive linemen in football. I was probably a little aggressive with my prediction, given the circumstances, a desperate 0-2 team. 
against a banged-up team that is that has been struggling offensively. Let's just call it what it is. They've been struggling offensively, particularly in the first half. In the first two games, the Packers have scored just one touchdown in the first half. They have two picks and six punts. In this game, opening drive, touchdown. And then three punts and a pick six. This was not the offensive performance that you wanted from a team coming off a sluggish first half in each of its last two games. Now, the Bengals' defense is very good. It's very talented. And it matches up well with what the Packers want to do. Also, no Randall Cobb who's his own mismatch problem, and no David Bakhtiari, which we'll get to that, but that was a huge factor in this game. Kyle Murphy could not block Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson had two and a half sacks, and it should have been three and a half. There was a play nullified by penalty. Carl Lawson was in the backfield all day. Now, the Bengals had five first half sacks and just one in the second half. Part of that was because Aaron Rodgers played with much more confidence in the pocket. He moved around, stood tall, and made plays. He got a little jumpy in the first half, tried to do a little bit too much. Ball needed to be out. In the second half, he was more decisive, more confident, and made the plays that he needed to make. Aaron Rodgers is 0-6 in games where he took six or more sacks. But the Packers won this game. Aaron Rodgers had never won in overtime. Never won in overtime. And they won this game. He was 0-4 in regular season overtimes, 0-7 overall. But he'd thrown just six passes in his overtime career. In part because he's lost a number of games without ever having to touch the ball. Without ever being able to touch the ball. Now, the first couple possessions for the Bengals, you had to be troubled if you're watching as a Packers fan at the defense. Remember, this is a Bengals team that had not scored a touchdown all year. They scored two in the first three drives. But Bill Lazor comes in as the offensive coordinator. He's a creative mind. There was an injection of energy. Tony Romo pointed it out in the broadcast, and I thought it was a very astute observation. What can often happen for new offensive coordinators is the first week their teams play well because there's no tape on what they want to do. The last time Bill Lazor coached against a Packers team was 2014, the Miami Dolphins. And I said on Thursday, I didn't think they would have time to put in a lot of new stuff. They didn't put in a lot of new stuff. But Lazor has the upper hand in a situation like this. The Packers defense only gave up 17 points. Without their two best players and their starting corner and starting linebacker, That's a pretty good performance against a desperate team. That's not to say that it was all gravy. Against a really bad offensive line, the Packers managed just three sacks. Two of them from Josh Jones, and we'll get to Jones later. The Packers may have a star in Josh Jones. But it was Aaron Rodgers in the second half who won this game. The Packers went 75 yards on the opening drive of the second half. They had 78 total yards in the first half. Rodgers finishes 28 of 42 for 313 and three touchdowns with an interception. That's a 102.6 quarterback rating. There were points in the first half where it looked like there's no way it would look that good at the end of the game. But the Packers played significantly better in the second half offensively. And the Packers defense got a huge stop late in the game, thanks in part to a slip by Joe Mixon. They force a field goal. It's 24 to 17. The Packers get the ball back with under three minutes to go. Rodgers leads them down the field, makes play after play in the passing game, off balance, rolling out, and finally throws the game-tying touchdown pass to Jordy Nelson. In tight coverage by Drake Kirkpatrick, by the way. That was a fingernail away from being an incompletion. And, and maybe just a little bit more than that away from being an interception. Jordy Nelson made it look easy, but that is not an easy play to make. You have to be incredibly focused as a receiver to have the defensive back flash in front of you like that and still be able to make the play Hold on to the ball and keep your feet in bounds. The Packers get a stop in overtime. Josh Jones, again, makes the critical third down stop 
tackle in the open field against a tight end to get the, the Packers defense off the field, give the ball to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron does what Aaron does. Free play, takes a shot down the field. The Bengals turn Geronimo Allison loose. He makes the catch down the sideline, weaves in and out 72 yards later. The Packers are inside the 20. Mason Crosby kicks the game-winning field goal. It was not pretty, but the Packers won. And considering the circumstances and considering what they have to face, they have the Bears in three days. This was an enormous win. Now, no, the Packers didn't cover. Game opened 10-ish, closed 7.5. Doesn't matter what the number was, Packers didn't cover it. And it was a rough week for betting. There was a lot of road favorites, and a lot of them lost. Or at least they didn't cover. If you're betting, you need to be doing it at mybookie.ag. And if you're going to do that, which you should, use the promo code Locked On for up to 100% deposit bonus. You put money in, they give you money just for doing it. There's a lot of shady betting sites out there. Do not use them. Do not get duped. MyBookie.ag is legit. They will get you your money as quickly as two business days when you win and 100% cash bonus. What else do you want? They have live in-game betting and a great mobile site so you can make your bets Right from your couch as you're watching the game in real time. It's no different from betting in a Las Vegas casino, but you can do it right from your smartphone. Go to mybookie.ag to place your bets and tell them I sent you by using promo code Locked On. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. We need to talk about Josh Jones more in depth. The Packers did something really, really interesting. With Jake Ryan out and Kentrell Bryce out, my assumption would be that either Blake Martinez or Joe Thompson, or both, would play in the Nitro package, which is the Packers' de facto base package with Morgan Burnett in linebacker. Usually it's Jake Ryan and Morgan Burnett as the the two linebackers. I figured it would be Blake Martinez and Morgan Burnett, and then in if they were going to play something close to base, that it would be Blake Martinez and Joe Thomas. Instead, what they did, their base defense had Josh Jones playing linebacker. And in the Nitro package, there was no true linebacker on the field. Their Nitro package was was essentially just dime with Josh Jones and Morgan Burnett playing linebacker. Now, the, the Bengals had some success running early against such a small lineup. But by the second half, the Packers made some adjustments, and Josh Jones played out of his mind. 12 tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and that huge third down tackle I mentioned. He was all over the field. Now moving forward, what, what will be interesting is Jake Ryan is going to come back from injury at a certain point. Blake Martinez played his best game as a Green Bay Packer in this game. I think they have the wrong safety turned linebacker in the Nitro package. If Jake Ryan can play on Thursday, the other linebacker in the Nitro package should be Josh Jones and Morgan Burnett should be at his old position of safety. To start Marwin Evans in, in place of Kentrell Bryce just doesn't make sense. Put your best guys on the field for the most amount of snaps. Now, I understand they obviously don't have faith in Quentin Rollins. He played almost no snaps at corner in this game. 
He only played because Demarius Randall got hurt. And Josh Hawkins was the first corner off the bench in this game. It was Kevin King, Demarius Randall, and then Josh Hawkins. Quentin Rollins right now is is cornerback five at best. I told you guys last week, I don't think he's an NFL corner. It seems like Dom Capers is coming around. He may be agreeing with me. Now, a couple things that did concern me about this game. I think there are some things you can take away from the guys that did play in this game, but I, I do hesitate given the team that the Packers put out there, how many guys are not preferred starters and how many critical pieces they are missing. But the pass rush has to play better, even without Nick Perry and, and Mike Daniels. Clay Matthews has to be more disruptive. Ahmad Brooks has to be more disruptive. And Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, we saw them in the first game and we saw them in the preseason. They had they played great and it looked like this was going to be a breakout year for, for both those year two players. We haven't seen it. And the Packers need them to be more impactful in the pass rush game with Mike Daniels out and with Nick Perry out. We didn't talk about Nick Perry's injury last week. He needs surgery on his finger. It's the hand that he was playing hurt through. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term injury, but it, it's enough that he needed surgery and he's going to be out. He was out, out at least Sunday, probably out this week. And then with 10 days to prepare, who knows beyond that. But the pass rush has to be better. There were some communication issues in the secondary in the first half. It seemed like those got worked out in the second half. And despite A.J. Green's stat line, 10 catches for 111 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets, Kevin King played well in this game. He gave up some completions, but nothing over the top, and he tackled well. That's what you need. He's a rookie, and it's A.J. Green. He's going to get some catches. The touchdown was not on A.J. Green. It was on Marwin Evans. And again, this is why Morgan Burnett needs to be back there instead of Someone as untested as Evans. As much as I like Evans, I, I am I am in the Marwin Evans hive. I am Team Marwin, but Morgan Burnett's better, and he should be playing. And the other the other concern I would have is is not only is Ty Montgomery not been effective as a running back so far this year, consistently. He's playing a lot. He's played more snaps than any other running back in football. The Packers drafted rookies to give him a little bit of a break, and they haven't given him any break. Now, I understand they're rookies. Jamal Williams is the guy they trust, especially in pass protection. But Aaron Jones has talent. Just get him on the field. Just let him spell Ty here and there. Yes, Ty Montgomery is six flat, 225. He's built like a running back. But that doesn't mean that the team needs to subject him to unnecessarily pounding. He had 12 carries for 35 yards in this game. It's 2.9 a crack. Aaron Rodgers was the team's best running back or at least most productive runner. For the year, 29 attempts, 89 yards, 3.1 yards a carry. Now he has 10 catches for 114 yards and a touchdown. I understand wanting to use him as a mismatch weapon, and the Packers did that, and they did it effectively. They can continue to do that and also give him some rest. Now part of the reason why they haven't been able to rest him is because the blocking has not been where it needs to be, and part of that is because you don't have your starting offensive line. So this is a balance the Packers are going to have to strike. We don't know if Brian Bulaga is going to be able to play on Thursday. He injured that angle. You hope some rest will get him ready to go. But Kyle Murphy is not an NFL left tackle. He showed that in this game. Carl Lawson ate him for breakfast. And Justin McCray, whose name I have to Google seemingly every time I'm going to say it, he he can't be the other tackle. The, The Bears' front seven is too good, and the Packers are too beat up elsewhere if Randall Cobb doesn't play. Against a team that has Leonard Floyd and Akeem Hicks and quality defensive players in the front seven. This Bears defense just bottled up Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. 
This defense is legit. And Green Bay needs to be healthier than they are right now, even on a short week, if they want to win. And the running game is a big part of that. The Packers made it seem like they wanted to wear out the Bengals on a hot day. Part of the way you do that is get your running game going. Now, they fell behind. And again, the game dictated. And the last thing that that is most concerning is the Packers have yet to force a turnover in the passing game. Zero interceptions. That's not a Dom Capers defense. You need to be forcing more turnovers than that. The Packers got that critical fumble against Seattle that, that changed the complexion of that entire game. But it was the Rodgers interception against Atlanta provided key momentum-changing turnover. The fumble that might have not been a fumble against Atlanta. That was a huge play. And then the, the pick six, obviously, is anytime you have a pick six, it's huge in a game. That was a seven-point game. Now it's two touchdowns. The Packers' defense needs to do a better job of creating turnovers. And that's why you need athletes and playmakers on the field. Guys like Josh Jones. And I think over the course of the season, we're going to see that that can be Kevin King. He's playing with a swagger and a confidence that no one else in the secondary is playing with, at least at the defensive back position, cornerback-wise. Jones plays that way. These guys were fired up. You could see it. They play with confidence. They play with speed. That's what this team lacks. And that's what these two rookies give them. It is so critically important to get these two players reps, get them up to speed, and get them playing at a high level because they can be the difference in a team last year that got boat raced in Atlanta and a team this year that has a chance to beat the Falcons. I think when the Packers are healthy, they are one of the two best teams in the NFC. And the best team is, is depending on where the game is. If it's in Atlanta, the Falcons are the best team. If it's in Green Bay, I think the Packers are the best team. They have to get there. Bears won this week. A great victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the best teams in the AFC, we think. Vikings won this week against the Buccaneers, one of the best teams in the NFC, we think. Lions almost beat and got jobbed by a stupid-ass rule this week against the Atlanta Falcons. The NFC North is not going to be a pushover division. Green Bay has to win its games at home, and it has to beat the teams that it should beat. It wasn't pretty, but the Bengals are a team they should beat, and they beat them. I wrote about it for Acme Packing Company. There's no pictures on the scorecard. There's no pictures in the standings. The Packers are 2-1. and one. If they beat the Bears, they're 3-1. and one. And after four games, given the slate of teams that they've played, I would say that's a win. That's really putting yourself in position to be where you want to be going down the stretch. I'm really excited about this week on Locked on Packers, working on getting some really great guests for Tuesday and Wednesday, getting that all ironed out schedule-wise. I, I don't, I don't, want to spoil it I do want to tease it but I don't want to spoil it because if if something happens and I I don't get it I'll be disappointed you'll be disappointed but the Tuesday show and the Wednesday show should be really really good I'm really looking forward to them so there's going to be a lot more content to come we will have we will have a Thursday show I'll try and get up I'll try and get it up Thursday morning and then I think it's only prudent that we have a Friday show to discuss the game. You shouldn't have to wait the full week to come back Monday. So we're going to have five shows this week. And hopefully and hopefully on Friday we get to talk about a win. We get to talk about a 3-1 and one Packers team. A lot more content coming. You can go to Locked On Packers. There's content there. This podcast. You go to FanRag NFL. There's content there. You can go to AccuPackingCompany.com. There's content there. You can get all of your fix for the Packers news and analysis and breakdown and everything at those places. You know where else you can get it? Pro Football. But you know what you need? A subscription. So go 
to our iTunes page, leave a review, put your Twitter handle in there, and you can win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. And you can get the good data, the fantasy football winning data. And one last reminder, this edition of Locked on Packers is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie.ag where they will match your first deposit up to 100%. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. And until tomorrow, stay locked on Packers. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite college team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.